Yo. What's up, brother? How you doing? Yeah, all good, man. You? Good. Uh, getting in dual sport, yeah. dual sport world myself. <laughs> Heck yeah. Yeah, it's fun. How are you liking it? It's fun, dude. It's different, you know. Like I'm a track rat too, so it's uh, it's been cool just going out with buddies and not, I don't know, just not taking it as serious and just cool. Yeah, it, it's a different uh, different crowd, different vibe, different world, huh? Exactly. Yeah, so I just wanted to call, I mean, before we get into kind of what you're currently doing, you know, I was thinking, Zach, like, God, it was, I know it was like Geico Honda days back in the day. Didn't you race a GNCC or something or do a little bit? Like, you kind of like, you you played with a little bit of off-road. I remember... Yeah, so the one year in 2013, I did um, I did three GNCCs, and then I did six days. And then I did six days in 14, too, um, with Husky, though. And who was on your... Who was on the team at six days? Um, the first one in 2013 was me, Brownie, Caleb, Sad, Kurt, and, um, yeah, I think Charlie. Yeah, so, you know, like, for those, and what I'm getting at is, you know, for those that maybe only followed you as, like, you know, a moto racer, it's not like this overnight thing, uh, you know, like, oh, I want to go race off-road. Dude, you've, and I knew this, like, I knew you had this interest in racing off-road for, for quite some time, even as uh, you were going through your moto career. Yeah, I did. Um, it was always kind of my uh, after serious motocross racing career was done um this was something i've always wanted to try the right opportunity came along for me and i felt like uh, i had to jump on it and i'm i'm glad i did you know it's been a a rough season um i i started the season really strong in a really good spot fitness wise body wise just everything was clicking my bike was perfect and um had one little tiny mistake uh kind of stepped off the bike didn't even really hit the ground and uh elbowed a tree and that was that and it's been uh kind of an uphill battle since but um yeah finally things are kind of coming around um and i'm hoping to to really do some work this summer and uh be back in october um making things happen you know pick your brain a little bit just in comparison dude you've raced at the the highest form of you know supercross and motocross and you have a 2020 outdoor title um pretty badass um but just compare that a little bit like you know you've trained with alden you're training uh on your own from what i've heard and from what you've told me i mean you're you're tough dude like you you put yourself through the ringer to train and be in, in good shape but just compare that a little bit to the adjustments you've had to make for off-road, uh, if any? The, the main adjustment that I've made, I would say, is, like, the zone training that I do. Like, now I'm more working in, like, um, those mid-zone heart rates, like 150 to 170, whereas before, you know, all of our riding was wide open um, and all of our cycling was, our, our supplemental training was um, a lot more mellow, um, whereas now, like, all of my training is kind of the same um, level of intensity. There's not really any, like, less work, I would say, uh, to this. Actually, maybe longer sort of hours um, on the bicycle and um, at the track, but it's just, like, a little bit less days, you know? Like, before I was riding four, four and five days a week. Now I ride two or three days a week, but it's just longer hours at, during those days. So um, there's a couple of trade-offs, um, but for the most part, 
uh, I've been really enjoying it, especially when things were going great. I was really enjoying it, right? but um, it, it happens. I mean, it's part of it. It wasn't always going to be just bliss and um, perfect. So um, now we've, we've kind of hit a challenge and uh, got to keep forging on. And uh, what about, you know, like even technique side of things? Um, I, I, I personally, like since I've been getting more into the off-road thing, I've just like, for me personally, I've had to work on patience, you know, like being okay in first and second gear. And I mean, GNCC is a little different. It's pretty fast, but you got to be okay with getting stuck and not getting frazzled. And, you know, it's just different being a moto guy and you get so frazzled and you're trying to get through some of that shit quick and you almost screw yourself in off-road if you try and rush things uh, do, what technique things have you maybe uh changed or altered for you know tight trees and and just wet nasty uh conditions yeah i mean i honestly haven't even gotten to ride that much of it just because i've been hurt and um the the timing of all that kind of didn't didn't match up yet for me but um I feel like at the Pinton, the John Pinton GNCC, I got to ride some of that stuff. And um, the Pinton section this year was extremely gnarly. Uh, even those guys were like, man, we've never had anything like this. And I told them, like, hey, you can thank me for every race this year being rain and <laughs> dumb stuff that they put in the track. They're just like, oh, we're going to show this guy all that off-road. Right? But uh, I'm only joking. But, yeah, I mean, um, for me, it's just learning something completely new, um, learning to ride rocks, learning to ride roots learning when you get stuck how to get out i mean it's just a completely different thing um i, I need like a 10-year crash course in in six months <laughs> but it, it is what it is I, i'm not going to learn it all overnight and um i know that and and my team knows that and they've been extremely patient with me especially right now um and moving forward um but I, yeah i just i just need to continue to ride and continue to learn and find those techniques and um when i ride with guys like my teammates ricky and liam and um just anybody that i ride with even at the races when i'm around other guys i'm like oh wow like i would have never thought of that or um oh you know they're they're in the high grass why are they in the high grass oh because there's more traction in the high grass so um just just little things like that little mix and max you know they know this stuff just as well as i know motocross and supercross and uh it's going to be uh, a game of ever ever playing catch up but um at the same time i feel like i i'm i'm capable of doing good and winning races still you being uh an outdoor uh champion do you feel like because you're coming from that that realm like early on do you feel like you have like a target on your back because you know these off-road guys want to show that you know yeah like i can beat osborne in in off-road or you know like put a feather in their cap like do you do you get that vibe at all um or do you i mean you probably are you just in the zone you don't care you're doing your thing i don't really care um but there's definitely like a, a feeling or a level of like oh yeah he's not gonna be good at this you know um and and i obviously like i've been on gncc podiums before and i've done six days and all that stuff but that was 10 years ago now and that the the level of GNCC and the level of the sport um, has elevated so much in that ten years. It's uh it's completely different. So for me, I'm just kind of starting over at ground zero, and um, yeah, trying to charge forward and and you know find my feet in this deal. But definitely, there's some level of they want to beat me. You know, you're kind of a rare, you're a weird one because you're you've always been nice, but. <laughs> uh... <laughs> 
the atmosphere and off-road in general, the athletes are, and, and everyone, you know, the teams, it's just, to me, they're always so much more chill. They're, I mean, Caleb, big, big guys, and they're approachable and, and really easy to work with and talk to. Um, and I'm sure you you can attest to that, just being in the in it full steam now. But just talk about the differences, the atmosphere at uh, a GNCC versus, you know, let's talk you know, A1, uh, and we're in the pits in Anaheim. Big difference on the vibe. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's just much more laid back. Um, I don't know if that's just because it's less, um, like, let's say, corporate, or I, I don't really know how to explain it, but it's just a different group of people. Um, there's, It's more pure racing. It's more people that are there to race their bikes and have a good time and go back to the house, you know, whereas there's a... Uh, uh, um, business um, element component to to racing supercross. So I get it on both sides, but um, yeah, for me, uh, this has been kind of a breath of fresh air, a little bit of a, a new lease on racing, um, the way that they operate in off-road Yeah, and it's pretty cool. I mean, you go to GNCC and there's like, you know, 1,500, 1,800 entries and you see these guys just literally pitted out of like a a sedan car and a little trailer and they're just out there suffering for a couple hours on a on a new bike you know that's but you get to see all that and you get to see like that grassroots like i mean these people are paying full pop dude and they're they're into it like they're super yeah into they're it. having they're having the time of their life i have to remind myself of that sometimes when i'm out there you know um on a factory team riding doing doing what i love but I get frustrated or I get to where I'm stuck and I'm like, what the heck am I doing? You know, and the, there's other guys who paid to be there and, and are having a much better time than I am. And I, it's just a reality check every now and then. And then talk about uh, just bike setup, uh, you know, going again from professional side of Supercross Outdoors and then now onto a more off-road setup, the obvious hand guards, big tank. Um, but have you done anything or changed anything um, setup wise to adjust to this style of racing or what do you do? Like, I mean, even talk about what you bring in your pack and, um, and that sort of thing. Yeah. So, um, as far as like differences, I mean, obviously I always run hand guards, whereas I would pretty much never ran hand guards in motocross, supercross, but I'm still running just straight Psycra hand guards. They're not like bark busters or, um, some of these guys have like hybrid, um, flag, uh, hand guards with like really, really stiff mounts or like aluminum mounts or, um, different kinds of bracing where it's not a full bark buster. It's going to like cheat you into the other tree, but it's also much, much stiffer than like a plastic flag style, which is what I run. Um, so yeah, I always run hand guards and obviously the bike's considerably softer than, uh, a motocross and supercross bike, but at the same time, it's not like what you, what, some people would think is, uh, you know, an enduro or off-road setting, um, something that's just like plush marshmallows uh, that you you can't do anything uh, fast or do any jumps on. Um, so for me, um, those would be the two biggest differences, just hand guards and a little bit softer, like, overall setup. Um, other than that, there's nothing, nothing major that's, like, groundbreaking in comparison to what I would have done with my bike. Um, on, you know, supercross and motocross, definitely there's less tie bolts and all that stuff that 
you know, these guys, you know, is brittle and, and can break and, um, the bike's built more to last, say, than for, um, short spurts of performance or, uh, lightness or anything like that. It's more just to, to, uh, built to last, but, um, no, no real huge differences. When you were, uh, making this decision to, uh, enter into racing like this, uh, did you reach out to any, you know, other athletes like a Caleb or, uh, just anyone, um, you know, get their thoughts or even now, like just to get advice or like, dude, you know how to ride a motorcycle, you know how to ride off road, but that's gotta be nice to kick some ideas off someone that's, you know, been there, done that. Yeah. Um, pretty much everyone I talked to thought I was crazy. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, they didn't kind of really, you know, no one knows the situation or the reality that you're living. So, um, for me and my wife, it was the thing that made the most sense. It, it was kind of the, the next step for us and something that she knew I would always wanted to do. And, um, like I said, just the right opportunity with the right people and, um, all the right pieces came together at the right time. And, um, it seemed like the thing to do. And, and I'm glad that we made the step, took the step and, uh, you know, took, took a chance, kind of took a, took a little bit of a risk, but at the same time, it was, um, something that I always wanted to do, you know? And now, uh, to, you know, more present, uh, obviously, um, you're going to take the summer off from what I understand, um, and not go racing, right? Well, the, the last race for summer, uh, for GNCC before the summer break is this weekend at Snowshoe. Right. Um, I actually had like a little weird tip over at the Hoosier round of GNCC, which is the second GNCC that I had done after my, uh, broken elbow. And when I crashed, I just got in like a weird split position and the bike kind of got away from me and my one leg was still on the bike and it pulled me into like an extremely gnarly split, like just tacoed my legs out. Um, and I, they initially thought I'd torn my hamstring, but actually didn't tear it. Um, I pulled it to the point where, um, it almost tore, but it didn't. So I had like a pulled hamstring, but then I got, tendonitis and tenosynovitis, which is like uh, inflammation of the tendon and then inflammation of the actual sheath that wraps around the tendon. So I couldn't sit really sit down on the bike or um, put my leg out for a while. And I raced the tendon like that, and it was terrible. And um, I was like, look, guys, I need to take some time to get my body healed up. My elbow is still, still quite sore. I, you know, cut that healing time from 12 weeks to 7 weeks. And um, that was probably not, not my best decision, but at the same time, I, I knew where I was at pre-injury and I, I wanted to be racing, you know, and, um, I needed some time to heal my leg as well. So I've undergone a couple of procedures, not, not surgeries, but just, um, injections to try to get my, um, leg better. And it seems to be responding. Uh, I got some PRP treatment and some percutaneous hydrotomy treatment and, um, yeah, I'm just at a spot where I needed some time to get my body right instead of riding around at the back of the pack. And they, they understood that, and they know, you know, I know what I was hired for, they know what I was hired for, and that's to be at the front. So um, if I wasn't able to do that, then uh, they were like, you know, you need to take the time to heal, which I appreciate. Um, so, yeah, I haven't ridden, I've ridden like 10 minutes in three weeks or four weeks now, um, and that was a while ago. So, uh, yeah, I'm really close to being healed up, and... Um, 
back to riding again um, over the summer break, which GNCC takes off um, the end of June, July, all of August, and half of September. So I'm going to do a couple of races um, once I'm back on the bike, a couple of JD races um, in Maine, I believe it is, a um, couple of local hair scrambles, um, the BMXDN thing that I did with Brownie and Velpoto last year, that's a motocross race in England. And, um, yeah, I try to get my, myself going again, uh, maybe even hit a national enduro before the next GNCC. So, yeah, just kind of kind of change of plans. I wouldn't say I'm not racing. I'm actually going to do more racing this summer than I was originally um, anticipating. But um, somehow I've got to get this thing back on track and uh, make it happen. And, yeah, uh, have you ever, you know, this is looking way out, but have you thought about ever showing up to a – some sort of West Coast thing. I mean, works and all the, you know, the District 37 stuff out West, it's such a different animal than the GNCC thing. I mean, uh, I saw Kurt back in the day try and race a GNCC, and then you saw, I believe it was Caleb, he tried to race a works, and, you know, you see that crossover sometimes, but have you ever thought about doing something West, like even if it's just a one-off race? Yeah, um... I just don't like the, the speed, honestly. I did that works race last year um, at Mesquite, and, yeah, it just was not for me, honestly. Um, just so fast, and, I mean, those guys rip, right? Like, that's what they do. So um, I think it's just kind of out of the question for me to show up there and try to compete. Um, I would have to have some serious time and testing and all that stuff, and that's just not really on the cards right now. Yeah, it's funny you mention the speeds because I talk to those guys quite often and there's not one of them that doesn't say like, dude, the speeds at these tracks like out west, it's stupid how fast we're going. Yeah, it is. You know, the the one, I mean, for me, I, I, I'm not a fast guy anyways. Like I like it when it's super ruddy and super rough. So even like, you know, Glen Helen National is fast for me. Um but yeah, the the mesquite race that I did, I was just like butt pucker the whole time. I, I was scared. <laughs> have you spent much time? I mean, obviously as a kid, but as an as an adult racer, have you spent much time on two stroke at all? Um, no, I'm honestly not a big two stroke guy. Um, have one sitting in my garage right now. It's never even been started. That's um, what I was gonna ask if you might have. I'm one. just, I'm not that guy. I I don't know. I I wish I was. I used to be, used to enjoy it. Um, I got this two stroke to do a build. And it's literally just sitting in my garage, brand new, never been started. Do you think there would be any advantages to riding the two-stroke versus the four-stroke at GNCC? Because it can be really tight and the bikes do get hot. I mean, what's your take on that? I mean, I don't think so, man. The, the four-stroke bike now is so good. And, um, like, this this YC250F that I'm riding is just, I, I don't know, it's one of my favorite bikes for my whole career. And it's it's mostly... Uh, well, it's all consumer-based platform, right? Like pretty much everything on it or everything on it you can buy. Um, so I just, I don't know. I, I think the two-stroke thing for me is uh, kind of dead in, dead in the water um, as far as me riding one. And, uh, yeah, just lastly, Zach, I mean, you've been, like I, like I mentioned earlier, just you've always been uh, really easygoing, approachable, um, and very professional, but... You know, not standoffish in your career, and um, I, dude, I gotta, I gotta thank you for that personally. But um, is that something that you worked on since you were an amateur? Or like, where the hell does that come from? Because especially on the 
the supercross side you know it's kind of hit and miss who you you know who you talk to and how that goes but you've always been uh really good with the media with just with people in general um yeah just talk about that a little bit that's really cool uh i appreciate that you know i i've always tried to appreciate uh the um time that people put into me by putting time into them and i've always tried my best to put myself in other people's shoes too you know like you're you guys as the media are trying to do a job and just as I was trying to do a job or am trying to do a job and um, I can respect that and appreciate it. So um, I don't know. I've always just kind of tried to see it from other people's side as well as my own. And, um, you know, I have a lot of respect for, for other um, disciplines of making a living. So um, I appreciate what you guys do. And um, I, I wouldn't say that it's something I've ever worked on per se but it's something that i've always tried to be conscious of is um just taking time for the people who take time for me and um repaying that well that is uh that is all i got for you zach osborne i just wanted to pick your brain a little bit uh, where you've been where you're at now and uh kind of what's coming up for you uh pretty excited to see you healthy and uh racing because i know you're dude you're a fighter i've seen it in supercross and motocross and you don't care if it's the last turn you're gonna you're gonna send it and go for the win so um yeah no, no doubt i mean I, I i'm looking forward to being healthy i'm looking forward to um making a making a stamp on gncc racing i i've you know i'm one of the few guys especially in the last you know 20 years to make this transition and um i want to pave the way for uh, guys after me that want to do this as well. You know, I don't want it to be like, oh, you know, remember that last time uh, that we hired a motocross guy to come to CNCC? It didn't work out, blah, blah, blah. So um, for me, I, I want to just uh, turn this ship around and make it happen. Well, yeah, thanks, Zach, for uh, taking 20 minutes of the day and uh, just talking to us and uh, giving us some insight into what you got going on. I really appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me, and uh, have a good day. All right, thank you.